Welcome to Farm Chica's next podcast focusing on growing your kitchen herbs. I'm going to walk you through some easy herbs to grow inside or outside and some herbs that we may not traditionally think about to add to your food or maybe you buy a spice rack and you've never used a culinary herb. Um, I'll give you some tips on what to put those herbs on and get your herb garden going. Welcome to Farm Chica, the podcast dedicated to providing a holistic model for promoting sustainable lifestyles and ways to engage in traditional methods of homesteading. Join me, Rene Delgado Riley, a native-born New Mexican, as I share how I respect Mother Nature through easy-to-apply tips that anyone can do. Through this podcast, I hope to inspire you to tap into your ancestral roots and live a more traditional simple life that focuses on sustainability and respect to the earth. So join me as I share 20 to 30 minute tips that anyone can do. Nothing beats cooking with homegrown herbs. Whether you want to create a kitchen garden in your backyard farm or homestead, or you just want to save money to eat healthier or add new flavors to your foods, there are plenty of herbs that you can grow either in your backyard, patio, or even in your windowsill inside. Fresh herbs really make those recipes that you cook taste even better, and it's great to have year-round for any kind of soups, stews, or salads. Herbs grown inside are usually less productive than outdoor plants, but they still give you plenty of fabulous flavor and definitely enough of the plant to harvest and utilize. In picking a place to grow your herbs, keep in mind that they need about four to six hours of sun daily. And don't only plant the herbs that you know and use, take a chance, try something new, try something you never tried, and then just Google some recipes to use with that. All you need to remember is it takes a bright spaced, and some well-chosen varieties of herbs and your spirit of adventure in increasing your knowledge of herbs and enhancing all those favorite dishes that you cook. To ensure success, it's best to start with healthy plants rather than seeds. However, you can start from seed. I've planted many herbs from seeds, but those established plants definitely put you ahead of any seeds because seeds definitely take time to germinate and root themselves and so they take a little bit longer from planting to harvest than an actual plant start or an established plant that you buy at the store nursery or online whether you choose to plant indoors or outside choose a location with temperatures between 55 and 70 degrees fahrenheit and one in which there's good air circulation even outdoors And make sure that when you do choose a place inside that it's not too cold or too hot. And remember, most herbs are perennial and so you can grow them year-round. However, during the winter, there are less daylight hours. And so your harvest is going to be less because they're not getting enough light throughout the day to be able to produce at the same rate they would during spring, summer, and fall when there are more light hours outside. Most herbs need at least five to six hours of bright light. Mint, parsley, and chives can do fine with four or five. And just pay attention to your herbs. If they look a little leggy and they look a little sad and droopy, you may need to move them to a location with more light to supplement um, their ability to not have that same light in the shade. They definitely need light, sunlight, and water are key. So speaking of water... 
Um, this is important um, before we talk about watering. You got to select the right containers and soils. So almost any potter container with at least six inches or larger can be used for growing any kind of herb. As long as it has some ability to drain, herbs don't like to kind of sit in a pool of water, although some might thrive in that condition. How Most of them do not like that. I suggest choosing the largest pot possible, even though it might be really large. It just gives them enough room to grow and root. And so you'll have a bigger plant to harvest from. Now, if you're planting outdoors, just make sure you have enough soil um, when you dig in and plant the plant start or if you're going from seed, what I like to do is I dig into the soil and I make a hole, whether it's for a plant start or whether it's for a seed. And I kind of take my little shovel and I break up the dirt underneath because I want the, the dirt to be soft. Um, although plants will thrive and they do their best to push through, just make it easier for them by breaking up the dirt um, underneath below. That way their roots can move a lot faster with ease. If you are choosing a potting mix um, or any other kind of garden soil, just make sure you look for a premium one with lightweight ingredients such as perlite or vermiculite just to kind of help loosen and aerate that final mix. Any kind of plant, when it's establishing itself, its roots need to go deep into the soil so it can thrive and bring up some of those nutrients from the soil. And in order to do that, the soil cannot be compact. It needs to be lightweight. Another mistake most people make when they're growing any kind of plant or soil is they don't check to see when the plants need water. So the best way to tell if a plant needs water is just to stick your finger into the soil. If it feels dry, it's time to water. If it's too wet, let it dry out. And every four weeks, you can add any kind of organic fertilizer into the soil surface. There's lots of products out there. Check your plants regularly, see if they're thriving, if they look a little woody, they don't taste very good, um, definitely replace them. And, and don't forget the best part of growing your own kitchen herbs is to use those. So let's talk about some awesome plants and herbs that you can grow. So what kind of herbs can you grow? Wow, there are so many different types, but my first and favorite one to grow is basil. Basil can be grown as an annual in which you put it outside and it may die when it hits its first frost and then it may seed itself and it may regrow the next year or it could just be a short-lived perennial in which you just do your best to keep it going throughout until it about dies. Basil is a key ingredient in a lot of really great things. Um, caprese salads are really big. I don't eat cheese, but sometimes in the summer when I have great tomatoes growing and I have basil, I definitely take some goat cheese and substitute for that traditional mozzarella used in a caprese salad. But it's definitely a great addition to almost any salad. Um, you can chop up basil uh, chiffonade or you can just eat it um, as a leaf, but it's definitely great on pizzas. You can dry it out um, and definitely chop it up and put it in a container and use that through the winter. And it could be dried basil, just like the types of dried herbs you buy in the grocery store. If you do grow basil outside in your kitchen garden, you can also bring it in in the winter months and it'll still thrive. Basil needs heat. It's originally from India, so it's originally from a place where it gets lots of heat and light. So it's important that you grow it in an area that it receives a lot of warmth and light as possible. 
That is why basil does really well on windowsills because you get that greenhouse effect, which works really well for the plant. And by the way, you can make a great sauce with basil. You can add it to any kind of pasta or Italian dish, and it's just absolutely my favorite. My next favorite is bay leaf. Um, it grows a little slow at first, but eventually um, it becomes like a small bush, almost tree-like. And it's definitely great to make stocks and stews and make homemade chicken noodle soup. Bay leaf is absolutely incredible. It's also a really easy plant herb to harvest. You literally just take those leaves and use them like that or let them dry out a little bit. Or if you want to facilitate the drying process, you can definitely put those in the oven for like 175 to 200 degrees and kind of let them dehydrate or you can use your dehydrator. Another popular herb, which is really easy to harvest, is chives. It's a grass-like perennial herb with kind of like that delicate onion flavor, but usually with the mild garlic taste. And so you can definitely cut bunches of those leaves back and then keep new ones constantly thriving and developing. So a future harvest, um, you can definitely harvest these multiple times. Chives are really easy to grow and um, definitely some folklore sees them as fending off evil spirits but they're definitely easy to grow. And then they do have really pretty purple blossoms. So if you don't harvest the chive itself um, for edible purposes, it's actually a really pretty blossom just to add some aesthetics to your kitchen garden outside or indoors. And honestly, I don't grow anything that I don't think is edible. So they're definitely versatile. The flowers can actually be used as garnishes. They're bulbs and leaves or en. They have that light onion flavor, so they're used in all kinds of different types of dishes. I definitely use them consistently in a potato bacon chowder that I make. Um, you can use them in potato salad. You can dry them, add them to things, omelets. There's also a lot of great summer dishes, such as a garlic, chive, and onion tortilla. No, not the kind of tortillas that we make in Nuevo Mexico but the type of Spanish light tortilla with a base of potato. It's almost like a frittata, but it's made with potato base and with eggs. It's really delicious. Chives are low maintenance. You simply plant them or in any pot, place them in a sunny space, and they can soak up four to five hours of sunlight a day, and you have great chives. Cilantro is my next favorite herb, and mind you, I know there are certain portion of the population that have a weird aversion taste to cilantro where it tastes like soap. So if cilantro tastes like soap, this is not an herb you want to grow, but for those where it doesn't taste like soap, it's a great herb to grow. It's a short-lived annual, so it definitely um, is best grown from seed and it grows pretty quickly, but once harvested, it doesn't regrow. So it's definitely something that you can't keep all year long, but it's a great herb to add to different things. I add this to my salad. I chop it up and add it with tuna. It's actually absolutely delicious with tuna. Most people may not think about that association. Usually cilantro is used in Southwestern or Mexican dishes as a garnish and also in some other areas, but it's a really great um, addition to other dishes as well. And for those who may not know, cilantro is known as the coriander leaf. And so Samia the cilantro is actually coriander seeds. So most people may not know that. Um, very interesting little fact there. 
Um, it's really good to add to chilies. Um, it's also considered Chinese parsley, so it's used in a lot of Asian cuisines as well and Indian cuisines. It's definitely um, really easy to grow, and I highly recommend it. And my favorite herb that I eat every day is dill. There, it's aromatic, and it's definitely in an annual. It's best to grow indoors. It can also be grown outdoors as well. It's hardy, even though it's short-lived, and it can be raised from seeds um, with relative ease, honestly. It's versatile and it's used in so many dishes. Um, you could also use it in oils and soaps. Um, it's really aromatic. It's beautiful. You can use it fresh or dried. The best way that I use it is I sous vide my salmon with dill. It's very popular to be eaten with lemon and dill, um, some, um, any kind of salmon. So it's a great addition to my fish. Um, it's also perfectly matched with soups and potatoes. Dill is just absolutely amazing. I use it on my eggs. Um, it's just a great herb all around, both dried and both fresh. Dill prefers moist soil where the herb can receive plenty of warmth. Partial, partial shade is ideal um, because it definitely um, slows the seeds from growing too fast and it just allows you a better crop in the end because it is a short-lived annual. Another great herb is marjoram. This is a Mediterranean native herb and it actually belongs to the oregano family. Um, its flavor is distinctively sweeter and a little bit more delicate. Marjoram is a great versatile herb. Um, you can actually create an aromatic sachet with other types of herbs um, that you can wrap in a little cheesecloth and use to braise in stews. You can sprinkle it fresh onto vegetables. Dried marjoram is great for salad dressings, any kind of meat. Um, I definitely sprinkle it right sprinkle it right on my salad that I eat every day. And it's in the oregano family, but it's a little more subtle. Um, you can definitely add it to tomato-based dishes. It's great in Italian dishes, um, to pizza, tomato sauce, things like that. It's an important herb in the French herbs de Provence that you see. That is one of the essential herbs that's added to that process. Oregano and marjoram can actually be substituted with one another, except oregano is a lot more stronger. Um, marjoram's a little more subtle version of oregano. And it's a great herb in that it tastes great fresh as well as dried. Some other herbs that are great are mint. Oh my gosh, there are so many varieties of mint. Peppermint, chocolate mint, spearmint, apple mint. These are really good choices for growing in pots, although you can grow them outside, but just be mindful that they overtake. They are like weeds. They will take up a whole portion of an area just by planting one little plant or one little seed, it will take over your whole area. So just be mindful that you have to weed them and cut them down pretty regularly. I love mint. Anytime mint is going all year long, I am taking mint leaves fresh, cleaning them and putting them in my water. I love mint infused water. It's my favorite way to drink water. I, I just drink tons of water, period. But adding that mint just adds just an amazing flavor. Add a little bit of cucumber and you have a great infused water. I've never actually grown mint from seed. I've only grown it from starts. It's just easy. <laughs> you could actually take cuttings from a neighbor, friend, family member, and just go stick that in the ground and it'll grow really, really well. They love full sun, but they'll also grow in partial shade. And honestly, they're really hard to kill. They grow really easily. 
mint is perennial, so it'll grow all year long. And again, it is very invasive, but it is refreshing and pleasant. Uh, you can flavor salads, sauces. I've even done a mint simple syrup and added that to like homemade lemonade or any other kind of homemade drink. And of course, those who drink cocktails out there, it's a great versatile herb for many things such as cocktails, mojitos. You can definitely muddle the mint with some sugar, make a great mojito. It's also great even just to add to teas. I make a lot of fresh teas and lemonades. And so fresh mint is great to add to like just a basic herbal tea. And it's definitely really good um, and said to be good on the stomach. So you can definitely just use the mint alone and make a seep them into some hot water and make a tea just from the mint alone or you can add it to some other kind of chamomile or any other kind of herbal tea you have but it's supposed to be really good on the stomach and mint is used as a breath freshener so definitely you can take that plant and chew it and it's really good for your teeth i don't brush my teeth that way but just if you're outside in the garden you can definitely chew on the mint oh my gosh there are so many herbs out there I highly recommend oregano. Oregano is a great versatile flavor. Um, definitely Greek oregano delivers that traditional authentic flavor that we all know as oregano. Oregano is used in a lot of Mex like Southwestern dishes. It's used in the kind of seasonal pozole we make around the holidays in New Mexico. But I love oregano um, dried. I, I obviously grow it fresh and then dry it. Um, it definitely lasts for a really long time and it can remain productive for up to two years until it kind of tastes woody and then it doesn't really taste well anymore. But definitely a great herb to add to pasta, sauces. I make my daughter homemade pizza pretty regularly and I make homemade sauce. If I don't have canned tomato sauce from the year prior of growing tomatoes, I just grab a can of tomato sauce, but I add lots of herbs to it to make it. The pizza sauce in oregano is one of the herbs that I use. I use oregano a lot on my salads that I eat every day, and this is just a really great versatile herb. And if we're talking about oregano, a great one to pair with it is parsley. Um, really Italian flat leaf parsley is my favorite kind of parsley. It grows really well indoors, but also really well outdoors. It's a really popular herb and it's a must to have. It's a hardy biennial, which it's sown each year from seed in spring and summer. It's popular in Middle Eastern salads, but combined with basil to make a pesto, um, you can definitely use it. Um, parsley is great in making homemade uh, falafel and lots of other Middle Eastern dishes. It's an amazing garnish, but it's just really great to include in a lot of things. I love it chopped and put over my salads. Another favorite of mine is definitely rosemary. This is a perennial herb, so as long as you give it lots of plenty of sunshine and water, it will come back every year. It's grown really well outdoors as well as indoors. It's beautifully fragrant. I love rosemary, and it's a Mediterranean-style kind of herb. Um, its evergreen leaves can be picked all year round and used to flavor soup, meats. It's actually really great in potatoes. I love rosemary and potatoes. It's a great combination. Um, you can also use it and infuse it to make simple syrups and infuse it in drinks such as tea, which is actually really healthy for you.
It's one of those herbs to need to constantly cut back because if the flowers begin to fade, you got to cut those stems because otherwise the plant becomes kind of droopy and it doesn't taste right. Rosemary was actually believed by the Greeks to be excellent for the brain and is kind of associated with a lot of traditional medicine. So in order to have a good memory, rosemary is particularly nutritious for folks historically. So this is also just an additive. I love rosemary. I love just rubbing my fingers on it and smelling it. It just the the needle-like, almost like evergreen-like shrub is just amazing. And it adds decor to your garden anyways, but it's beautiful. Rosemary is also really great in lamb and chicken and definitely any kind of like stuffings all year round. Another favorite that always just reminds me of Thanksgiving is sage. Um, it's a great flavor of herb. It's an aromatic herb, great for seasoning meats, sauces, vegetables. Um, it can definitely overpower other flavors though. So just be careful when you use it. You don't go a little crazy. I always take my turkey for Thanksgiving and I do a brine the night before and sage is always part of my brine formula. It's easy to grow and it's also great at attracting bees for pollination purposes. It's also really great paired with pork. So if you're into like making your own homemade sausages, I've made homemade pork sausage with sage flavor. And I know if you go to the grocery store, you could see sausage made with sage. It's a good source of vitamin C and rich in minerals like potassium. So there's definitely lots of benefits from eating and consuming sage. Another wonderful herb is thyme. If only we had the time to grow all these herbs. Yes, I know I'm cheesy, but thyme is a delicate looking plant, but it's really great for flavoring to any kind of egg or vegetable dish. It's also used in a culinary bouquet where you can put in a sachet of cheesecloth. Um, it's part of the kind of herbs de Provence. It's used in Mediterranean and Italian dishes. It pairs really great with lamb, any kind of poultry and tomatoes. I love thyme. I actually use thyme in a lot of different things. Um, I prefer dried thyme opposed to fresh thyme, but if I am going to use fresh thyme, I like it in the bouquet where I dip it into a sauce or stock or stew and kind of let it get flavorful. It's part of the mint family, so it will take over a garden and it has somewhat of a minty but lemony, lemony smell at the same time. It's a very fascinating herb to grow um, and it's a good ground cover too period it's a great herb another wonderful herb that people don't think about is fennel it can be easily grown from seeds but you can also use an established plant it's a hardy perennial so every year um, if, as long as you maintain that plant it will definitely have an ability for you to harvest from it has an anise seed flavor which makes it a wonderful ingredient for both sweet and savory dishes its tender leaves can be used for garnishes salads soups you can make fish with it it's definitely a great versatile plant and all parts of it are edible it's native to the Mediterranean region and it does best in dry soils near the ocean or riverbanks or any kind of body of water. The strong flavored leaves of fennel are kind of similar in shape to dill. It looks very similar, so sometimes um, people might get confused. But you can eat the bulb. It can be sautéed or grilled or eaten raw. Fennel bulbs are used for lots of different things. I love fennel in general. I, I like adding it to homemade sausages 
it tastes really good pairing with like a fennel and sage, or you can add fennel and sage to like a, an egg dish, like frittatas, things like that. Another herb, a little more tricky. However, French tarragon is a must for any kind of culinary enthusiastic, somebody who really loves French cuisine. This is a definite aromatic, sweet anise scent flavor that is added to some of the finest French culinary dishes. It's uber delicious when paired with chicken, but flavoring vinegars and oils um, makes it very popular. And any kind of béarnaise sauce that you make requires French tarragon. It's a critical ingredient for that process. And you might ask, what is a béarnaise sauce? Well, if you want to really go down the rabbit hole of culinary delights, it's kind of a child of a hollandaise sauce. Um, hollandaise sauce is one of the mother sauces of any kind of French cuisine, which is basically an emulsification of egg yolks and butter cut through with vinegar, flavored with tarragon and shallots with a bite of black pepper. It's like a loose mayonnaise requiring um, lots of whiskey and careful hand with the heat because you don't want to break that sauce. You break a, a sauce and your sauce is destroyed. It pairs really well with any kind of steak or burger or even asparagus or salmon. So béarnaise sauce, definitely worth noting. Amazing and delicious. French terracon is the finest herbs. It's the aristocrat of fresh herbs. So if you are a culinary enthusiast as I am, it will definitely transform any kind of ordinary dish into a work of art with its spicy anise flavor. So a little bit of tarragon um, definitely makes a big difference. Um, it's wonderful in sauces, soups, and meat dishes. So try it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Oh my gosh, another favorite of mine. I feel like all my herbs are my favorites, but I really love lavender. Um, it's usually grown as a condiment um, to use in salads, dressing, but lavender is a really great herb to have, especially the culinary lavender. I can make lavender syrups. Dried lavender buds are great to create that aromatic kind of smell in your kitchen or house, but it can also be used to make other things. Um, dried lavender can be used in scones and marshmallows. Los Poblanos in Albuquerque, New Mexico definitely does a great job using all their lavender harvest. And there's actually a lot of health benefits, um, including the soothing of insect bites or headaches. Um, it's used in a lot of aromatherapy. Uh, lavender essential oil is really popular for many reasons, and they grow really well. Um, they're best in full sun and warm, well-drained soil, but they're a great addition to any kind of herb garden, and they add a whole different kind of experience in the kitchen. I've done, um, I've actually used the lavender to do a simple syrup and make a lavender lemonade. As again, I make lots of lemonades and fresh teas, and this is a really great one to add to that. And of course, if you're into cocktail adventures, it probably makes a really good cocktail. I know there's lots of mixologists out there that definitely utilize lavender, and it's always great when grown fresh. It's an amazing herb. Speaking of lavender and herbal teas, chamomile is also another kind of key ingredient in herbal teas and often used uh, in like aromatherapy. But in the U.S. and Europe, chamomile is definitely a great herb to grow. Again, it's most commonly consumed in herbal tea form. And for thousands of years, it was used as a traditional medicine for settling stomachs and calming nerves. So it definitely helps reduce inflammation and help treat fevers. Historically, that's how it was used. And who knows, I haven't gone too down the rabbit hole with the research on chamomile, but it's definitely 
interesting and it's definitely been used by your ancestors. So why not grow it and see what happens and um, steep some tea out of your chamomile? Speaking of herbs that provide medicinal purposes, lemongrass is known to provide antioxidants such as beta carotene and possibly a defense against any kind of inflammation or cancer. Who knows? Uh, Lemongrass definitely has a strong flavor. Um, You can grow lemongrass as an herb and definitely harvest it and steep it into a tea or dry it and use it for other purposes. Uh, to grow outdoors, you need to live at least in the zone nine, um, and it can grow pretty tall. So definitely, um, if you want it smaller, growing indoors is probably best. Speaking of lemon-based herbs, lemon verbena is also a great culinary herb. So lemon verbena is used in teas, salads, dressings, and desserts. It's a popular herb plant that will do well in any kind of potted container, or you can grow it outside just, just fine. It's grown historically in South America, and it definitely became a popular herb by the Spanish conquistadores when they made it into a perfume as an aromatic herb. So they definitely bathed with it and used it. So interesting uses. And so there's lots of recipes for soaps and different body products. can also be not necessarily used in culinary, although you can use it in tea salads and dressings. It's often used in potpourris, herb pillows, and definitely used in closets and drawers to kind of freshen up the laundry and smells. And lastly, the last herb I'll talk about is bee balm. Um, It's been gaining popularity as a culinary herb. Bee balm makes a wonderful addition to pizzas, salads, breads, or really just any dish that'll be complemented by its unique flavor. It is minty and a little slightly spicy. Bee balm makes a great substitute for oregano. So when you're thinking about substitutions or different kind of like how to use bee balm, it's definitely used in place um, or substitute for oregano. Bee balm has a long history as a medicinal plant used by the Blackfeet here in America. Um, it was used uh, this because it's hardy in poultices to treat minor cuts and wounds. Also, a tea was often made from the bee balm to treat mouth and throat infections caused by gingivitis or any kind of naturally occurring issue that was happening in the mouth. The plant naturally contains high levels of antiseptic, thymol, which is now found in many brand name mouthwashes. So just interesting notes. Gosh, herbs can grow in so many different spaces, both indoors and outdoors. Just remember, they can grow in any kind of reasonably fertile, well-drained soil. Light is important. It's important to allow the herbs to have enough sunlight per day so they can definitely grow and thrive, whether it's indoors or outdoors. Um, Organic fertilizers are key. They don't need too much feeding. Overfeeding can actually decrease the concentration of those natural herbal flavors. So just pay attention to your plants. Take your fingers and rub them on them and smell them. That'll give you an idea of how aromatic they are. So why go through all this effort when you can just go to the store and buy lots of the herbs on the spice aisle? Well, herbs can be really expensive to buy in the store, so it's always better to have fresh. Fresh herbs are a lot more aromatic than the stuff you'll get in the grocery store, mainly because they're dried and they're older. So fresh herbs and even the herbs that you grow and dry yourself will definitely accentuate those dishes and make them stand out. It also feels really great to to use fresh herbs. And it's kind of the chef-y thing to do and being a great cook and culinary enthusiast. 
And if you go to the store and buy a fresh bunch of herbs, you often just use a little bit for each recipe, so you end up wasting it. So it's just much smarter if you grow your own herbs. If you're going to use fresh herbs, you can just take a bit of scissors or shears and cut off what you need for your recipe, and then the plant stays intact. Herb plants are also just beautiful. They smell great. Um, they're easy to grow, and you don't even need a yard. You can definitely grow these on your patio if you live in an apartment right off your balcony, or you can grow them indoors on your windowsill. Grow the herbs you love, but don't be afraid of trying new ones. Um, look up some cool recipes, things to add. Um, think about infusions and emulsions of using herbs and other kinds of recipes, such as salad dressings or soups and stews, things that you may not have used before. So I talked a lot about herbs today. I hope that I've inspired you to go out and plant a new herb garden for your kitchen and culinary delights. Hopefully I gave you some inspiration on different recipes to try with herbs. Thank you again for listening to Farm Chica today. And I look forward to sharing further tips with you about many other things related to farms, homesteading, and just being more sustainable and connecting back with mother nature. You all have a great one and thank you so much.